Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. Today, my guest is Mamadou Ba. Mamadou, how you doing? Great, great. How are you, Jay? Did I get your last name right? Yes, you actually did. Okay. All right. That's important to me. I have to make sure that I get that stuff right. No. How, um, how would you introduce yourself to the listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you and your work? kid who moved to LA trying to figure it out and then went back to my love of fashion expanded from there now my brand is doing fairly well just trying to build it up you know and what is your brand called for those who don't know brand is called Tibon and where did you get the inspiration to start the brand what's it about because I know with you um, you wouldn't just be doing something just to do it so what is the inspiration behind it and what does it mean to you yeah the inspiration was more so like Like I said, I moved to L.A. from Detroit, so I moved here originally to play basketball. And then in like 20 New Year's 2017, I ended up tearing my ACL. So like that put me in a three month like depression. (laughs) I was like, yo, I need to like figure something else out. And literally I would write stuff down every night before I go to bed and trying to think of like different things I would possibly do that's not related to basketball. And it Mm -hmm. always took me back to fashion. You grew up in Detroit your whole life? Yeah, well, I was born in West Africa in Guinea and then moved to Detroit in 2002. How old were you when you moved to Detroit? Like seven years old. So do you, so do you remember what it was like growing up there? Like oh, you know, yeah, before you were sure. seven? For sure. Like kind of take us through that for some people who maybe aren't familiar with, with you know, that area and, and what it's like coming from there and moving to a city like Detroit. What was, what was that like? What were the challenges of that? And and, you know, in your own words, what were the differences and similarities and if there were any? I mean, it was more so like a culture shock just because everything in Guinea is not like fully developed because it's technically a third world country. So like we didn't have a lot growing up and then moving to Detroit, like we still didn't have a lot, but it was more than what we had in Africa, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So it was just adjusting to that, making all new friends and trying to like find my path. And then, yeah, well, actually I went back in... December of this past year and that's what really made me realize like oh we have a like great <laughs> America here <laughs> Wait, so what prompted the move to Detroit uh my mom ended up moving there like two years before me and then I lived with my grandmother until like she fully got settled here and then moved me out do you remember what that was like you know when your mom was there and you were back home and and you know were you eager to come out to Detroit or did you uh, did you end up staying I was like five years old, so I was just barely starting school and like just going through the motions. And then one day my grandma was just like, yo, like start packing your bags. We're heading to America. (laughs) That's so crazy. 
actually moved in and she was like, yo, like I'm settling here because I want to provide you a better life. Like you need to get your education and make something out of yourself. So that's wow. what me here. So then you, so, okay. So then you moved to Detroit and do you remember what it was like? The first, that was the first time you came to America, right? Yeah, literally. Do you remember what that was like, that initial culture shock, like when you landed? Do you remember some of the things that you like felt? Yeah, you know, literally oh. I landed December, I think, I want to say 17. So it was winter, cold as shit. <laughs> and in Africa, it's literally like 80 to 100 degrees like every day. So that was one culture shock. I have to start wearing coats now and the boots, the whole thing. That. Yeah, my first time seeing winter, I was like, oh my God, this, <laughs> this is what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's crazy. So, all right, so you spent most of your time growing up in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and you said you you wanted to play basketball. Basketball was a big part of your life. Yeah. When did you start playing basketball? Was that once you moved out there? Mm, no, nah, once I moved out there, I started playing soccer. And then when I got to high school is when I started playing basketball. Okay, so you didn't play in middle school. You didn't play like AAU basketball or anything up until that uh, point? Not, not until I got to high school, yeah. Were you watching a lot of basketball? Like what, what uh, kind of made you interested in the sport since it wasn't something that you had done, you know, for most uh, of your life? More so like growing up, I was more so watching soccer. And then when I got to high school, it was really gym class that got me into basketball. Just because okay. I was like raised in Detroit. So everyone during gym class would just, the coach would just roll the balls out and we would just start playing. I was like, oh, this is actually fun. And during the winter, you can't play soccer outside. So, <laughs> so you got to figure something out. Yeah, everyone just rounds up in the gym and just starts hooping. So I was like, yo, this is a great way to like meet people, actual build friendships and just have fun, you know? I was more so trying to take it serious. I was like, oh, I need to go to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, Wait, so when, when you were in Detroit playing basketball, wasn't that when the Pit was that around the time when the Pistons won the championship in what, 2004? Four? Yeah. So yeah. Were, you, were you a fan of that team? Were you watching that at all? Or? Sure. Yeah. yeah they were playing the lakers and i remember my cousin no. was out in la my mom had bet him mm -hmm. that the pistons will win and he's bet the lakers will win and he still has not paid that tap all right well, <laughs> if you're listening if we get him listening maybe we can get him to pay the tap um so growing up in detroit uh you played high school basketball and then you mentioned that fashion was a big part of your life as well yeah was that intertwined with basketball for you or, or how did you become interested in you know, streetwear and, and yeah, it was more so intertwined with basketball just because I more so got into fashion through the sneakers. Okay. Like just sitting in class, seeing what people are wearing and taking that in and then sitting on hype beats and complex and all that stuff, like flight club, all those situations. But like that brought me into a different realm of fashion. And then yeah, just sitting on those sites introduced me to different brands and listening to certain music. Yeah, I just expanded my taste like a lot. So did you have favorite sneakers or, or favorite brands uh, during that time? Yeah, favorite sneakers, of course, would be Jordans or Nikes, but the Jordan 6 is what really like, Jordan 6 and then the Jordan 18 is what really turned me on to sneakers. Okay, and what about those shoes in particular? I don't know, it was just the model and he won his first championship in the 6 and like the design aesthetic. Yeah, it was just different. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I've always appreciated Jordans. I've never had like a, a whole closet full of them i definitely like my favorite sneakers are definitely kobe's mm -hmm. um, but for me like with sneakers it's always tied to an emotional connection around the game yeah or, you know a memory of like for instance the grinches right mm -hmm. i remember 
when Kobe gave everybody in like the first, I think, couple rows. It was a Christmas game. Yeah, I do remember that. The first few rows got Grinches. And not that I was supposed to be in those seats, but I remember like finding that yeah. out yeah. and being so upset that I didn't get those <laughs> shoes and just so yeah. jealous that it made me want those sneakers. And I still don't yeah. have them to this day. Mm-hmm. But that's still like for me, if someone said, hey, pick a shoe, it's probably like that shoe. No, for sure. Just everything around that, like him being my favorite player. And, you know, that's that's kind of like, and the shoe, right? The the way it's designed really fits my aesthetic. Like the it's kind of a soccer shoe, right? Like the Kobe's, the low top Kobe's, you know, it's not a bulky shoe. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very sleek shoe and it's something that yeah, you can kind of wear like every day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I'm interested more in where you developed, you know, your design language and, and your own identity as, um, you know, a designer. Where did that come from? You know, when you think about it and look back on those memories and, and on those sneakers you appreciated, do you think that influenced you and helped push you to this place you're in today? Sure. I mean, it's just looking back, like I said, growing up in Detroit, you're seeing like Carhartt every day just because, of course, it was made there. And then, yeah, different fashion influences, but yeah, mostly just living through the internet, like listening to a lot of Lupe Fiasco and hearing the brand that he would talk about, like, oh, he's talking about Goyard here, so I'm going to go search that up, like, what's that, and Neighborhood here, so I'm going to go research that, so yeah, music has a lot of influence in my design language, and yeah, it's just taking all different mental cues from what I what happens in my mind, you know? Yeah, Lupe is a I'm a big fan of Lupe and and I always was growing up. And I think that's interesting that you brought him up because I know you had the chance to work with him directly on some stuff. Yeah. Do you want to speak a little about that? What that was like, how that came about? And so we built a relationship, I want to say like 2017 and literally just on some friend stuff, just because we're both Muslim. So we connected on that. It was around like Ramadan. So we were just. How did you even connect in person? Uh, I was working out around too. Got you. Literally every day during Ramadan, we would check in, like, oh, how have you been, blah, blah, blah. And then fast forward a year later, I start my brand, and he sees that's going well. So 2019, I finally dropped those tactical pants. And I hit him up, like, yo, well, no way. I'm going to – I messed up the timeline. But February, <laughs> he hit me up, was like, yo, I have a show downtown. Can you design the merch for me? I was, first of all, freaking out because that's literally my favorite rapper. Yeah. <laughs> And the, I hit up the cousin that put me onto it, and he was like, "Yo, like that's actually insane." But worked on that; it went very well. Literally sold out in like five minutes. And then fast forward to September of 2019, I hit him up to actually model my collection, which was also insane. But yeah, literally everything just comes full circle, you know. So I want to go back a little bit. You said you came out to LA to play basketball originally. Yeah. Uh, what were you doing? Were you trying to play in school out here in college? Yeah, because I went to Juco up north, played there for like two years, and then I was going to transfer to Cal State Dominguez. But then, like I said, ended up tearing my ACL, so that didn't pan out. <laughs> and your ACLs are still torn, and you're still yeah. playing on them. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we don't even let you play at the Bristol Run anymore. <laughs> I swear, every time I'm with Masai Rashad and we see you playing basketball on Instagram or something, we comment or message you, sit down. <laughs> stop playing i'm just too stubborn to sit down i mean i still shoot around but I'm not <laughs> you're hard. in runs now you're playing in runs yeah but it's still light you love the game you love the game yeah, no exactly. one's gonna take that from you we appreciate that so you moved out to la to hoop that didn't work out and then what did you do what did you, you know once college ended how did you decide what you were going to do next you weren't going to go back to detroit 
started working. So I worked at a couple of sneaker spots, one of them being round two. And Sean helped, Sean, Luke, and Chris and everyone there helped me out a lot as far as like learning the business of just, I guess, how to manage streetwear. And yeah, helped me develop my brand. And then finally I ended up quitting there in 2019 just to fully focus in on the brand. Mm-hmm. yeah just made a lot of connections there but the main reason i started the brand was more so like okay if i'm not gonna make it to the nba i'm gonna get in there somehow through fashion you're gonna be present yeah heavily present in the nba <laughs> so i'm interested in you're working at round two you're you're learning you're networking you're meeting all these people at what point did you feel like you know this is as ready as i'm gonna be to go jump and, and do something on my own two feet was ready to be made i knew that decision actually after we came back from japan because me mm-hmm. that no plastic and my guy june that lives in japan we were we met before you went i think yeah so we had a talk about there and literally everything went amazing so i was like okay like that's another cue to where i really have to if i want to fully grow this business i have to take it like serious and be 100 percent in so when i came back from japan i was i talked to sean i was like yo I'm young and you did all of this while you were young. So I need to take full advantage of that. And if I fail, I fail. But if not, I at least tried. You get me? Yeah. So literally quit. And then the next day I flew out to Paris and had another problem out there, which went very well as well. So that was another motivational boost. And now we're here two years later. <laughs> it's it's honestly been an incredible journey to watch. And I'm thankful that I've had the opportunity to know you and, and to see it. And I remember... Uh, we actually did an event with you in our space and I remember you being uh, super excited and I just remember the smile on your face and I remember like we were so thankful that we you know yeah we had that space like that was that was the goal with that space you know we were in a a position where we had worked with Adidas and we were able to build something out like that Mm -hmm. and just having been you know we're a young brand and, and having gone through our own failures and um, and learnings, we we know what how tough it is to have a pop up and exactly. to have a brand and yeah. to even find a location that's affordable and you know fits the aesthetic of your brand. Like that is a a whole nother challenge that isn't even you know considered until you're there. Exactly. So the fact that we were able to do that and have that space, and then you were able to come in and have your event was like a beautiful marriage uh, of the two worlds. And um, you know, it was an honor to to be able to do that with you and. and Dude, just to see where you're at it's it's incredible yeah so literally we did that pop of like two weeks after i introduced the brand and yeah yeah literally i think five six hundred people showed up i was like yo yeah man so it was very emotional i lit i think i cried on your shoulder <laughs> <laughs> some tears might have been shed some yeah, tears might have been shed. a lot of tears and i'm like yo like i'm actually yeah doing something with my life now instead of just being back home and factory you know i mean that's the thing right like it's a building a business building a brand designing your clothes like it's a very emotional thing you're so connected to it and you're putting yourself out there and you know there's so many clothing brands there's so many collaborations there's so much happening every day that the consumer right the average person that just might see your stuff they might just look at it and say okay cool move on to the next thing but it's hard to separate that and, and not take it personally because it's so near and dear to you. It's your life. You're yeah. putting everything into these clothes. You're, you're quitting your day job to go invest in yourself and do the risky thing and, and really, you know, pop up around the world. 
yeah. how many people can actually say they've started a business and shown up in major cities around the world, especially I mean, at young age? Like very like so for me, it's more so just showing everyone that you can do it too, you know? Because oh. the main reason I started the brand was just a mental reminder for myself that like you know, like I said, I was in a dark place, so it's more no matter what you're going through, it's always gonna be good. So Sabon translates to it's good. So it's like a mental reminder for me that life will always be fine. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. So having all those pop-ups and doing what I'm doing now is just to show like the ones coming up or even like my friends around me that we can all do it. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's such an important point because you can be paralyzed by the fear, you know, of doing something, yeah. right? Like, you can have all these great ideas, but if you don't actually attempt to bring them to life, they'll never see the light of day. You know, it'll always just be a thought. It's important to, you know, put into action and, and just, you know, take a chance. You might fail, but I don't really believe in failure. Like you'll learn something from it and you'll be better because of it. So whatever you do next, if this isn't it, I believe this is it. But because you put yourself out there and you're, and you're investing so heavily into yourself. No, as long as you believe in yourself, eventually it'll happen. Doesn't yeah. matter. Now, 10 years from now, it's going to happen. You just have to keep working. And, and another thing you said, you know, you wanted your stuff because it's so rooted in kind of music and, and basketball. You wanted it to be in the NBA or, or at least yeah. be you know, a part of what's going on in the culture around basketball. And you've done that. Like yeah. we see your, you know, League Fits <laughs> is one of those channels that constantly highlights players and what they're wearing and yeah. puts people on notice. Like, hey, these are some up and coming brands or hey, these are established brands, but it's all in the same place. And your stuff is constantly, constantly featured on that page. Yeah. For people listening, not to give away your cheat codes or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, how did you get that done? How have you gone about doing that? Um, how much work actually goes into that? You know, you're not just sending stuff to people, you're, you're engaging with them, you're finding common ground, you're meeting them. Um, I'm mean, just going to walk everyone through what that really is like. Yeah, it is a lot of work, but I just do everything off of a genuine relationship, you know? So, like, my first, I guess, entry to the NBA was my close friends, Nikhil and Shay. Like, those were the first people I gave stuff to. Shay wore opening night for his rookie year of the Clippers game. And then eventually, yeah, he wore more pieces, and then more NBA players started to hit me up. Like, yo, that, this is fire. I needed to. So they started purchasing, and... I would send it out, they will wear it, and then it cycles. But yeah, I try to do everything based on relationships. Like if, if I can't vibe with you, then we can't work yeah. together. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good way to, to live, man, because otherwise you're just going to use up all your energy for people who don't deserve it. And just you'll, you'll run yourself you know, into the ground. So with your brand, right, what is the vision? What do you want if you could have you know, your dream come to life with the brand? What does that look like for you? I mean, just scaling it up enough to where I can literally show show seasons at Paris. Like that's where I branding. How many people is it just you right now? Well, me and Garrett. Me and Garrett. Yeah. He's a dope graphic designer. No, he does he kills it. I I can uh I can vouch for him. He definitely kills it. So for you, you really want to show in Paris. You want to have like a constant show every season? Yes, exactly. And with those shows, again, not to give everything away, but I imagine you have like an idea, a kind of a concept of what you want those shows to look like. Oh, for sure. But share a little bit or no? Uh, not right now because we're actually working on that. Right okay. Now. All right. I won't ask you to share it then. <laughs> I won't ask you to share it. Do you see the brand being something that 
you know, do you want to do wholesale? Is that something you're considering? Really, in the summer, we're going to start on that. But even like the wholesale thing is also relationship based. Like I'm only placing it in stores or like websites I actually grew up on or actually rock with personally. Yeah. So starting, I think next month, we're going to start the wholesale stuff. That's exciting. That's exciting, man. Is there anything else that you are thinking about doing any partnerships or projects or just anything loosely that you're excited about, you know, any challenges that are, that you're, you know, excited about facing in the, in the future around the brand? Um, as far as what? Um, maybe partnerships or just, well, when is this, when is this episode coming out? This will come out in two weeks. Okay. So in two weeks. Yeah. So I, I think I told you I have my Jordan shoe coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so should be out literally by the time this episode drops. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, everyone listening, make sure you go get that shoe. If you yeah, have so this first one, like I said, back to it again. Everything is relationship based. We could have done like the general release thing, but I wanted to strictly focus on friends and family. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to strictly focus on friends and family. So literally, this one is limited strictly to friends and family. Just okay. No, so- Everyone for me and yeah, like helped in any way with the brand will be getting this first shoe. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a good way to do it, man. That's definitely a good way to start. And I'm sure that won't be the, the last shoe you do with Jordan. I'm sure that's just the beginning. Just the beginning for sure. (laughs) Are there any, is there anything, I'm sure you have plenty of other interests as well outside of fashion. You know, I, I see you building like an empire. Um, Do you have like other industries you're excited about going into? Like, are you, Thinking about expanding into music. And oh, yeah, sure. I mean, right now, I'm A&Ring the homie Caliente. He's from New York. So we're working on his project right now, which should be dropping at the end of, end of the year, probably around October to December. But yeah, just expanding since I listen to music literally every day, all day. Like, I can't work without music. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, so just well, that's exciting. To that, learning that business and yeah, just trying to grow and be more creative, you know? Yeah, man, I hear you. Well, you know, that's that's all the questions I have for you. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to get off on this podcast or if you got any questions for me. Well, how are things going with you guys right now? <laughs> They're good. They are good. Um, we're also getting back into wholesale or starting wholesale. Yeah. Um, we have been doing a lot of pop-ups and events. And that's continuing. That. So we're actually going to be in New York for our first New York pop-up at the end of July. So that hasn't really been announced yet, but we'll yeah. be announcing it in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, more pop-ups in LA, hopefully doing kind of a big one at the end of the summer. You know, our team is growing, we're scaling, just, you know, building a building a business, learning every day and just trying to get better. Just really yeah. trying to get better. And, and um, you know, kind of like how you said, we build all of our relationships organically. So staying as true to that as possible um, yeah. makes things a lot easier learning how to say no to things that seem like a good idea yeah. but you know aren't really what we want to do and just kind of following that path is is kind of leading us in the right direction so um i can't you know i can't really complain everything's going smoothly right now but constant challenges i'm not going to pretend like it's easy yeah but i think you know we ask for those challenges we ask for those problems you know we know scaling and building a, a business isn't going to be easy okay. we don't want it to be so yeah you know, just accepting that reality and, and uh, adjusting to it, you know, the best we can. When are you guys bringing the runs back? 
This summer, coming back any week now, any week now. Now that LA is opening up, we'll be able to get a gym. So I don't know if you'll be invited to play. Uh, but you can I, I can play, just shoot around, <laughs> you know. You can come do the three-point contest. From corner to corner. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you out there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> as soon as you try to, like, put it on the floor and go to the hole, like, oh, no. Rashad's going to sit you down. That's definitely not going to happen, trust you me. You know Rashad's not going to let you play. But, no, we'll, we'll definitely have you there, man. But yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Um, and I look forward to having you back on in the future and, and just seeing all the success that you achieve going forward. Sure. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for having me. I love all of you guys. Appreciate you. Hey, and have fun this weekend. All right. You too, bro. I'll see you when I'm back. Peace. Take care. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio, sound editing by Rashad Allen, music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.